A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Ituriae and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord In some cultures, a woman who has been widowed or who loses a child wears black for a year to signal her mourning. Her face, too, wears the marks of grief. Such is the image of the city of Jerusalem in today's first reading. Baruch characterizes the devastated city as a woman in mourning for her exiled children, who have been forcibly taken away from her by the Babylonians. The prophet declares that it is time for Jerusalem to exchange her robe of mourning and misery for a brilliant new mantle. Her new cloak is spun from justice and glory from God. If she despaired for her children thinking God had forgotten them, the prophet insists that they are remembered by God. The humiliation of their forced march into exile on foot will be undone by their being carried back aloft as if they were royalty. The heights of despair and the depths of depression will be leveled out. It's not that the suffering is forgotten, or that anything could go back to being the way it was before the tragedy. But now, the divine gift of joy settles over the grieving mother as rebuilding life out of the ruins begins. The returnees are led by God's light, and their companions are mercy and justice. As we enter a second winter, The COVID pandemic is now in a fourth wave in Michigan, leaving us feeling like exiles in our own land. This past week, our community has suffered a great trauma in the shooting at Oxford High School, which left four dead and seven injured. It was an act of terror that leaves us feeling powerless and frightened. In the midst of this anxiety, St. Luke announces good news. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, 
during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God didn't come to a single one of them. The word of God came to someone totally insignificant, John. And not while he was in the capital, or the governor's mansion, or the temple. But the word of God came to John while he was in the wilderness. The Lutheran pastor, Nadia Bowles Weber, wonders what it must have felt like to be ruled by Emperor Tiberius, to have been under the domination of Herod and occupied by military forces. We know little of the internal lives of those under their rule, but she wonders if the power of the men who were named in these verses felt inescapable to the people of Judea. We have similar powers that exercise control over our lives, raising our anxiety levels just a bit. We are experiencing supply chain shortages that seem to change with the season. The threat of inflation and the Omicron variant have weighed down the stock market. There are rumors of war and worries about rising debt, not to mention the polarization that seems so divisive in our country and in our communities. The prophet Baruch could easily be speaking to us as he once spoke to the citizens of Jerusalem, inviting them to change their vantage point. Stand upon the heights, look to the east, and see your children. God is leading the children of Israel back home along the same wilderness road they walked when God brought them out of Egypt. In the book of Exodus, the Hebrew word for Egypt is mitzarim, literally the narrow places. Luke presents Jesus' ministry as a new exodus, a liberation or release from the narrow places of sin, oppression, enslavement, violence, conflict, and despair, a liberation from whatever is holding us back from becoming living testimonies to God's good news for all creation, bar none. Our lives are full of narrow places, hostilities, resentments, addictions, apathy, stress, injustice, ecological ruin, and Jesus is coming to proclaim release to the captives. John the Baptist gives a word of hope in the midst of all that seems to hold us bound. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Brother Curtis of the Society of St. John the Evangelist points out that waiting for things that are incomplete can make us anxious. But hidden inside our experience of anxiety is an anticipation of the future, which is also true for hope. So we can pray for the conversion of our anxiety, because when anxiety is converted, it becomes hope. If you have anxiety now, you are almost hopeful. You are this close. Nadia invites us to look again at the list of powerful men at the beginning of our reading, the ones whose power at the time must have seemed insurmountable. The only reason, she said, anyone knows their names 
The only reason anyone even says their names, the only reason these so-called powerful men are even remembered at all 2,000 years later, is as a footnote to Jesus of Nazareth. Those who were caught up into the powers and principalities of violence and empire and greed, whose power at the time they were alive felt so absolute, are only a footnote to Jesus. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the Man of Sorrows, the Friend of Sinners, the Forgiver of Enemies. Nadia invites us to pray a new litany for Advent. Your response is very simple. Footnote. Pontius Pilate? Footnote. Terrorism? Footnote. My own participation in the things I say I don't believe in? Footnote. The gun lobby? Footnote. Your depression? Footnote. Student loans? Footnote. All of these issues are very real. But in the light of the one whose coming we await, they are not the whole picture. The Prince of Peace approaches to lead us out of the narrow places that we might live in the freedom of the sons and daughters of God. God will turn our swords into plowshares, our anxiety into hope. Hold on to this promise. All flesh shall see the salvation of God.